0: From the Cox Media Group studios, this is Sunday Supper, Southern Kitchen's podcast. I am Associate Editor Mike Jordan.
1: I'm Kate Williams, also an Associate Editor. And I'm Ashley Twist Cole, Editor in Chief. Welcome back to another episode of Sunday Supper, where you will laugh, learn, and work up an appetite.
0: Sunday Supper. I'm your host Mike Jordan with fellow editor Southern Kitchens' Kate Williams.
2: Hi, y'all.
0: Yes, and we have a wonderful guest with us today. A wonderful guest. A beautiful (laughs) guest, if I may say so myself. Thank you very much. Uh, You look great, man. Uh, This is our man Brandon Walker, who is the podcast director for SEC Country and Diehards here at Cox Media Group. Also the host of the amazing Mississippi State podcast, More Cowbell. More
2: Cowbell, yes. That's my podcast every single day here on Facebook Live, and I am the podcast director like you just said. Oh, I got it right. All right. We don't always do that here. I'm very excited about it. You're the first person I've ever made say on the air, so I'm very excited. I appreciate that. I
0: love being first to something, man. I mean, I try to get there early, but it doesn't always work out. Fantastic. We are here, and my man Brandon is here because we're going to talk about Food and sports, southern food and sports. Um, yeah, here
2: on, here on 420 we're going to be blunt about what we're talking about. <laughs> good, and, good, and, um, I'm fired up. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am too, I am too.
0: And our show today is of course brought to you by Kohler. At Kohler you'll find the White Haven apron front sink which features a large single basin that accommodates large pots and pans while the sloped bottom helps with draining and cleanup. Crafted from enameled cast iron, this sink resists chipping, cracking, or burning for years of beauty and reliable performance. So, we wanted to get you here because, you know, as we walk around the office and we all talk to each other about the things that, you know, we all do here, but you being a Southern guy, representing a Southern, you know, SEC school, but also, I mean, food, I mean, sports and food go together like, you know, Food and sports kind of thing.
2: I would say outside of my wife and children, and I'm obligated to say that because I think they're watching, uh. outside of my wife and children, sports and food are probably two of the most important things in my life. Sports and food. Okay. Two of my favorite things in life, for sure. Sports, food, sports, food, food, sports. They are interchangeable. They are a match made in heaven, and they're perfect. And when you asked me to be on the show, and you said, what were, I said, what are we going to talk about? You said sports and food? All right, fine. I said spood, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, food, actually. I am an, absolutely an expert on both. <laughs> Uh, You know, depending, I guess I'm about 285 right now, so probably trending more towards the food than Uh sports, but I'm excited about it. Now let's talk about you for a second and
0: your background. Now, uh, You being this uh, director of podcasts, but
2: uh, did you go to Mississippi State? I did. I did. In Mississippi State, uh, 2003 is when they finally told me I couldn't go there anymore, (laughs) so uh, so I, I went to Mississippi State. I'm from Mississippi. I grew up 15 minutes from Mississippi State, but I've been in the SEC my entire life. I've covered sports in Louisiana, in Florida, in Alabama. Now here we are in Atlanta, but I've been in the South and the SEC my entire career.
0: Outstanding. Uh, Being that you are from and of the South, um, being in Mississippi, I'm sure that you have some uh, history with food, being that you're alive. So, you know, there was some food eating going on there, and as you said, you love it, but tell me a little bit about just Mississippi food, because that's a state that is very important to us. We have Oxford, we have a lot of the cities who are contributing great things, but tell us
2: a little bit about Mississippi food. Mississippi food starts with your grandmother and it My goes there, not your grandmother. I'm not sure she's been oh, in okay. Mississippi. I don't know. I'm <laughs> sure she's a lovely woman, but but in Mississippi, when you are living there, when you grow up there, it starts with your grandmother. It uh-huh. starts with you, and it goes to your mother. But it is an absolute family deal. I mean, you grow up you grow up around southern food. I never heard the the term soul food or, or, or anything else like that until I got outside of Mississippi. It's just what we ate. Okay, it's just what we ate. It's southern food, everything um, from you know cornbread and everything else. Mm-hmm. But it, it goes on to the to the food stuff. But for me. Food was always about Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was about getting out of church and going to your grandmother's house and eating for three and a half hours, taking a nap, and then all of a sudden it's Monday. That's what food means to me. Mississippi, that sounds about right. Uh, fried catfish, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt here, but okay. when we're talking about Mississippi food, let's go, it's going to take a while. Let's go, let's um, go. But, but if you ask me to talk about Mississippi food, i got to talk about fried catfish first. Okay. That, to me, is the Mississippi food staple that is done Better there than anywhere else in the entire world. Really? Yes. Now, why? What is the? That's thing just with what's going well. On? First of all, most most catfish that is sold in, in stores in in the United States is grown in Mississippi. Uh, the catfish ponds over there. I don't know why I said that. That's not important to anything. But fried catfish is just a staple of Mississippi. You can go into a gas station in Mississippi right now. On Friday, 420, mm-hmm. and you can you can go into a gas station and get the best fried catfish you've ever had.
0: Gas station? I mean, Again, that is a Southern.
2: Any, anywhere, anywhere uh, a hole in the wall, anywhere in Mississippi, you can get phenomenal catfish. Have you been to Mississippi?
0: Can you corroborate any I've of this only stuff? I've
1: driven through Mississippi
0: on okay. the freeway. Did you hit a gas station? I
1: didn't.
2: Well, first of uh, all, we don't have freeways in Mississippi. We call them highways. Okay. Uh, maybe you haven't been in Mississippi, no. <laughs> Kate.
0: <laughs> but I like how you had made sure that you filled up the tank so that you could, like, pass straight through the state. It sounds like well, that's not that really. Was,
1: the one time I drove through it, we were driving from New Orleans to Atlanta and trying to get here as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So we did not really stop.
0: Couldn't really stop. Okay, I wanted to see. Now, I do know. I'm from Alabama, right. uh, also kind of Tennessee as well, and gas station food is, of course, big. But, of course, we're more used to seeing fried chicken sure. in the gas station than uh, fried catfish.
2: Sure, and I, and I said gas station, but mm-hmm. I was just using it as an example because there are, there are fried catfish restaurants everywhere in Mississippi. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's this guy's grandmother has a fried catfish restaurant and everywhere else. But I just got, it's not my show, but I'm used to asking questions. Please. You think of Mississippi. Yes. What food do you think of? I think of Mississippi. What do you think?
1: I mean, catfish is a good one. I kind of think, I think about that. And I, I'm not super well educated on Mississippi food, but having known Jeffrey now for almost a year, like mm-hmm. he, he's from Mississippi too. And so he talks all about, all about the catfish all the time. Yep. And so that that's that's probably what I think of.
0: Yeah, I'm still thinking, you know, I. I I don't really have an idea for what the true state thing is, like a Georgia peach, even though we're right. really more about peanuts than peaches. Right. But you know, it's when I think of Alabama, I also kind of like, oh well, what is the Alabama food? And now you would say Alabama white sauce barbecue or something, but that's not really the main thing. So when I think of Mississippi, I kind of kind of keep it close to Alabama, where I'm from, and say it would probably be that whole meal that you see in the South with the fried pro, uh, fried protein, the green thing that's right. kind of boiled and stewed, your bread, and then uh, sweet tea. So I kind of would always expect it to have some similarity, but catfish now makes a lot more sense. Sweet
2: tea is probably the most pervasive Mississippi thing. I mean, we all, I mean, my kids drink sweet tea, and okay. that's probably, that's probably unhealthy, and uh, it was my <laughs> wife's decision, though, not my fault. That's right. <laughs> but, but, Throw them under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I think in Mississippi, it is fried catfish, and like you just said, to me, it's the entire sprint. Uh-huh. It's it's fried okra. Oh, it, yeah. It's it's uh, it's field corn from the summer. It's it's all kind of things uh, that go into a complete Mississippi meal. Now I, I know uh, really if you talk about Mississippi, you're also talking about Alabama. I mean, yeah. There's not that big of a difference in the cuisine. There's probably not a difference at all. Mm-hmm. You get to the Louisiana, there's a difference. You get yeah. to the Georgia, there's a slight difference. But Mississippi and Alabama, I think, are very very close uh, when it comes to what you're going to eat on a Sunday afternoon.
0: Now um, looking at you know when you're in a college environment are there sort of things that you know all the college kids are just going to eat fast food or whatnot or do they kind of get into the local stuff where they can and are there cafes that cater to a college environment? Well I
2: know certainly in Oxford there is a, is a thriving food scene and yes. there's, there's great food in Oxford. There's good food in Starfall, there's good food in Hattiesburg where Southern Miss is. Right. Uh, there's great food to be found everywhere. Now college kids are going to be what college kids are. I think they're going to eat whatever they can possibly eat very fast uh, where, wherever they are but I know that in Starfall when I was there Uh, I was not far from home, I was 15 minutes from home, so I could always go to Mama's table. But when I was there, I would always, I knew that Helen's Kitchen served smothered pork chops and Mm. and macaroni and cheese and corn on on Tuesdays, and I was there every Tuesday. So uh, I think college kids are gonna stay pretty close to what we were raised on in the South. Smothered pork chop
0: does seem to me like something I would say is a little Mississippi kind of sounding thing. Uh, Pork in general is going to be big. Do you not have smothered pork chops in Alabama? We, You know, ours were smothered, but it was more fried. It was just a fried pork chop. So it didn't always get as smothered as it could. You'd have a country fried pork chop. You'd have things that were kind of like some onions on there. But
2: smothering was kind of something that I would see in Tennessee a little bit more, it seemed like. Here's what I'll tell you about that. Pork chops, fried, baked. Mm -hmm. Barbecued? Smothered? It's all good.
0: It's all good. All right. Speaking of all good, you know who else is all good to us is Kohler, our wonderful sponsor. At Kohler, you will discover reimagined innovative finds like the new Farmstead enameled cast iron freestanding kitchen sink that can be installed wall mount with legs or top mount with custom cabinetry, giving it the look of a unique hand constructed piece of furniture. Shout out to Kohler. So we're talking about these uh, dishes now one thing about a fried pork chop or a smothered pork chop let's take this out to where we're really getting to the ball game right. so to okay. speak. All you right. know tailgating strategies now uh, this was something that I know is near and dear to Kate's heart like tailgating yes
1: because yeah, I don't really like watching sports yeah yeah uh, <laughs> I will go and I will hang out in the parking lot and eat a bunch of food or sit in somebody's living room and eat a bunch of tailgating food mm-hmm. um, and enjoy it that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not really, I don't find a lot of joy from watching TV.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just period. So whether it's sports or, you know, just like, Unless you, know. It's, you know. So if you go to a tailgate, what's, what's the one food that you want to see at that tailgate?
1: Mm,
2: wings.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Now let's talk about wings because I feel like wings are, a uh, staple of your uh, tailgating environment, but what would you say are some tailgating classics that you need to have at your southern
2: SEC-ish tailgating experience? Alright, you're gonna have, at, at a southern SEC, when, when it's an all-day tailgate, now it does differ. If you have an 11 o'clock in the morning game, if you have mm-hmm. a night game, you're gonna have two different things. But at Mississippi State, you're gonna have grilled things, you're gonna have a brisket on the grill, you're gonna have stuff like that, but you're also gonna have you're going to have the whole deal. You're going to have casseroles out there. You're going to have everything. You're going to have a full meal uh, right there for the tailgate. I would say that wings, what, what she just mentioned, whether you're in Mississippi or you're in New York or you're in California, wings are probably the biggest tailgate food in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get down south and you're going to get into more more serious meats, More, you know, the, the eight to ten hours smoked meat variety. Mm-hmm. In Mississippi, it's going to start with pork. It's going to start and end with pork. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's gonna. you're going to have full spread.
0: So then you're doing a lot of prep work then. We know that with tailgate. Oh, I'm not cooking it. Yeah. You're not cooking anything. Okay, because no. that's what I was gonna say, no. how
2: are you doing? No, I'm just here eating. It. I ah, right. I no. was never told I had to bring any cooking knowledge. I was okay. told I had to bring eating knowledge. Hey man, we can all like sit here and be as honest as we can and I
0: think that moves the world forward in a positive all right, place. All right. But I was wondering if you did cook. So I mean, what do you what what is your go to item when you are at a tailgating environment? Is there something you reach for first? Is there something you would prepare if you were so So prepared? I
2: I have I do have a strategy for, for grilling. All right. All right, I have I have this I have the quick things, the things you put on the grill, and while everybody's waiting for the brisket or the pork roast or whatever the pulled pork that you're going to have, I would say pulled pork is probably the number one tailgate item in Mississippi. Number at, one. At the end of the day, um, after it's you know cooked in the grill, after it's after it's ready, you just shred it and everybody comes gets their plate, they make a sandwich out of it, whatever they want to do with it. I would say pulled pork is the number one thing. But to me, I'm about the short-term stuff. As yeah. soon as the grill goes up, I want some smoked sausage off the grill. I want some burgers off the grill. I want some wings off the grill that take, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to cook. So I can be eating all day until it's the main event time.
0: Kate, have you done any tailgating uh, out there? Like, have you manned or a womaned the Woman grill, means- I should say? I'm sorry. Um, I
1: don't think so. I think I usually just eat, Okay. too. I mean, I do grill at home. Okay. <laughs> I know okay. how to, but, like... You know, I'm more about the like coordinating of things uh, a little so bit more the than actual. Of yes, what's going on. But like Kate, hey, what what casseroles do we need to bring? Like, you know, how many people is this going to serve? You know, etc. That sort of thing. Now and you then mean, they call me a professional, and then you know, so put all this responsibility on me to plan. And
0: you get you don't really like that. It seems like you seem. It's like fine. You do. You're I, cool It's fine. It's fine
1: as long as I can make a spreadsheet about it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Excel. You know, it's a uh, part of any good seasoning when you're watching a game. Now. Uh, then give us a little bit of planning, and let's see if you all have some uh, congruency here that we can turn into something. If you're planning tailgating, you know, like, and again, being a Georgia lady, uh, what what kind of things do you want to plan if you're getting your tailgate going? If you want to help someone out with how they want well, to like
1: get your stuff going, Brandon said you want to have food that people can eat when they get there you don't want to be like oh I'm gonna make this amazing pulled pork and then make everyone stand there for eight hours while they're cooking right? ah, so you yes. need to you need to have stuff you can cook quickly but you also need to have stuff out that people can just like eat immediately like chips, squawk that kind of stuff Okay. Um, snackable stuff snackable things yep. if you want to get healthy some crudité and a pimento cheese horse you know and
0: okay. oh, you did do this actually there was a sporting <laughs> event I don't know if anyone's heard of called the Masters where they eat some pimento cheese and that's golf. Ah, yeah, that's a whole that's different golf. thing. Yeah, but let's not, let's not talk You're getting that. confused yeah.
1: between the Derby and the Oh, that was the Derby,
0: the horse, yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes, they're horses, yes. but there's no golf yes. in the horse game. So okay. Yes. I don't know. Really horses unless you're horses playing,
2: generally stink at golf.
1: <sighs> <sighs> unless you're playing polo, in which case it's kinda of like golf but fast on horses, right? Uh, right? the
0: only polo I know is these shoes that I have on right now. <laughs> they're from Marshall's and I are uh, like about $19.95. But um, so wait, let's talk about then if we're looking at um, grilling because you would think that the grilling part is part of the whole tailgating experience so you don't just want to like have it you know where you're just starting a, a meal or you're mm-hmm. just getting it going but there is part of that whole thing of like someone's wearing an apron somebody's mm-hmm. doing some like flipping stuff with a spatula you know there's some danger involved mm-hmm. you know do you keep a first aid kit or whatever is going on but I'm always interested in it's not really kosher to fry out there. I mean, like you see some people with a big fryer, but your grilling going on. What kind of
2: sides do you
0: eat? Like, you know, how do we set up our, how do we get it all going?
2: How do we get it all going? Yeah, the buffet approach. You got a you got a big long table. Okay, and you got everything out there. And and ta- listen, tailgate is not ringing the bell and everybody sit down. And we're all gonna eat and we're all gonna talk to each other. Okay. tailgating is you know you got thousands of people around you mm-hmm. and they're walking in and you might say hey to a stranger hey listen I got some pulled pork I got some macaroni and cheese I got some okra over here come in get you a plate and get out of here Cyberphone okay. plates you know everything's informal, everything's fun, everybody's having a good time. Shout out to Earth Day by the way, styrofoam plates, those are always
0: good. 422. Uh, That's right, 420. Now, um, who does a good tailgating? Like if you go around the SEC, who does good, who does it right?
2: So my favorite in the SEC that I've been to, and I've been to 11 of the 14 schools, uh, the only ones I haven't been to are Texas A&M, Missouri, and South Carolina. I have not been to those places, although I'm sure they do it great. But my favorite in the SEC is LSU. I think LSU does it right. LSU is the best tailgating atmosphere in the entire SEC. A lot of people say Oh Miss, theirs is not not so hot to me. Hmm. Uh, but they don't allow flames in the Grove. Uh. You, you can't grill food in the Grove, and that's a big difference. That's crazy. Uh, that is crazy, right? Yeah. But LSU to me has the whole thing. They, they get there early in the day. Everybody's, uh, you know, having a good time. So, everybody's drinking. Yeah. Everybody's drinking. They're having a good time. It's very relaxed. And they got the, the entire Louisiana food experience is always there. I don't know how they do it at tailgates, but you'll have gumbo. Right. You'll have jambalaya, You'll have everything that you could possibly think would be in a Cajun environment, would be in a Louisiana environment. It's incredible. I think LSU, far and away the best tailgating in the SEC.
1: So, speaking of drinks. What are what are your favorite tailgating beverages? Is it all beer or do you go a little crazy with some cocktails and
2: So I have I personally, yeah. I'm a sports writer, I'm always working, so I, I don't get to drink at these events. Oh man, isn't I that see. unfortunate? I but mean if you it But if I, I were you. hypothetically <laughs> hypothetically if I wasn't wearing this logo and yes. if I wasn't representing the company in a tailgate. Fine company. I, I would uh, I'm I'm a beer guy because I have to pace myself at tailgates. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And if I dive into the uh, cocktails and everything, I'm I'm, I'm not as good. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit heavier. Right, yeah. it does.
0: Um, when I'm thinking about it, you know, also, it, it seems like you want to go light on beer. Right. It doesn't seem like you want to think about, well, you have to think about what this weather's going to be like. A stout maybe is in like, you know, later football season, but a Pilsner, a lager kind of thing is going to get you in. It's early baseball season. It's also it's still kind of cold here it in is. Atlanta. Uh, you see, we're all except for Kate, we have jackets on. We're shivery up just here. Cold. Yeah, but. I mean, that's always been a a question for me is that, you know, when do you start and when do you finish with the drinking aspect? I've been to many a tailgate. I went to Morehouse, who, a great school, uh, I wouldn't say the same for. They've actually gotten a lot better with their sports program, not enough to really talk about here. But uh, the tailgating thing would kind of go like, you get there at 7 in the morning and by about 11 o'clock, you've done way too much. Right. And so there's a pacing environment that needed to go in there. But the way we always traded that off is let's just eat a lot more bread and a lot more right. meat, pulled pork sandwiches. Uh, I would say you can probably, the one thing I would say that's probably going to get you in some, trouble is some wine at the tailgate, or can you bring wine to the tailgate? I would
2: not want to be caught as the guy that brought wine to a tailgate. Okay, okay. That's not who I want to be.
0: Okay, not even, uh, you know, there's some fine things in the local gas stations that, you know, at least will heat you up Can't, a little bit canned
1: more.
2: Canned wine. Yeah, canned but, uh, wine. Man, man cans. Man cans are good. Again, if we, if we were talking Kentucky Derby, I think yes. wine is mm-hmm. good there. Okay. We're talking about a football fall in the, in the SEC on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you bring the wine.
0: Okay, well, I, I mean, you know, I probably won't. I'll okay, probably right. uh, yeah, but, uh Now, one other thing that I'm looking forward to with, uh, you know, we're in baseball season, and I know that's not normally your gig, but right. when we hit a baseball game, you know, we're looking at, uh, when, when you go outside, and it's all kind of different tailgating for different sports, but there's different foods that seem to fit in with certain types of sports so how would you kind of like differentiate like what are you looking for if you go to a different type of
2: game? Okay so so I'm glad you asked that question okay. I actually do I'm prepared to answer that question. Ooh, so, so football, you know why we tailgate at football games? You know why tailgating is so great at football games? Hey you got 70,000 people on campus and you mm-hmm. got some great cooks and everything but number one you can't eat at a football. If you're at a football game it's non-stop action, it's, you don't want to miss anything, a lot of people are standing up the whole time, they're nervous, you don't really eat at a football game, maybe you get some nachos or something to tide you over, but a baseball game, to me, baseball is the perfect sport for eating, it's leisurely, yes. it, it develops a little more slowly, you can sit back, it, they have inning breaks, you know, every every three outs you get to go to the concession stand and get whatever you want, so baseball to me is the perfect, from from first pitch to last pitch, the perfect sport for eating. Whereas football from from you know, morning to kickoff and then after kickoff, that's when you eat for football games.
0: Very true. Um, baseball games, is it really as simple as, you know, peanuts and cracker jacks? But I know hot dogs are a big thing. But one thing I've been wondering is that is there a southern hot dog? There's a Chicago dog, there's you know your New York dog and everything. Is there a southern presentation that you've ever
2: seen out there in your fine work you're doing? I I. I don't know that there is, that there is. I mean, I enjoy a New York dog, a Chicago dog, but I would say the dogs that I've had out at, at Mississippi State, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, sausage dogs maybe, or something uh, that are a little different in the South that, that we really, you know, we, we don't stop at hot dog. We'll just put the entire thing of smoked sausage on the dog and, and right. call that. I, I think sausage dogs might set the South apart, mm-hmm. although I know, you know, they do that in Chicago and other places. But that, that would be my interpretation of a Southern hot dog. What do you think about that?
1: Pork.
2: Ah yes yes yes. Because
1: like in New York, most of the time we're talking about like all beef hot dogs. Right. Chicago all beef hot dogs. Here, and the mustard here, instead of the ketchup. People are and all like, that. yeah, they'll throw a sausage in there. You know, it's right. just you get you get a little bit different kind of animal in your in your. Casing.
0: Would it be more peppers in that thing, or is there kind of like, because I'm like, think of things that are southern, like, could you garnish it with some collard greens or something like that? I feel like there's mm. room for it. Slaw? And, yeah, like some mm. slaw, or you know, know, Duke's mayonnaise or something like <laughs> you that.
1: You could cover it in Duke's mayonnaise.
0: Duke's mayonnaise uh-huh. always does some people right. Fried
1: chicken crumbles. Yeah,
0: I mean, I always hey. look at it like, and then thinking about you know going back into pork, uh, pork skins. Mm-hmm. So yep. you know these are things that you know when you're talking mm-hmm. about some chips or some kind mm-hmm. of early thing. I don't think you set out some pork skins. Yeah. Um, But how does? I, I don't. I've never quite understood like how you get to the point of where you have a uh, staple environment food such as a hot dog, and it doesn't have some southernness to it. But again, it's not a football necessary thing.
2: You know, I wonder if um, you know. We do have tailgating down here. Tailgating is more pervasive in the south than it is the north. Yes. First of all our weather's better in the fall. It is. Uh, so so you've got that environment. So maybe we've just never in adopted a stadium food because we've never had to. We we bring all of our food from our table to our tailgate. We don't we don't have to have something that's that's easy and on the go and it's just a stadium food. I feel like all the stadium foods that you see really come from New York, Chicago, and other places. Yeah, we're like potluck style for sports. We just, we're, we're gonna eat the same way we eat on Tuesday, on Saturday. We're, we're gonna keep eating, and uh, we just bring it to the, oh, that's all tailgating is, right? Yeah. It's, bringing, it's bringing your kitchen and living room to the stadium.
0: Yep, too lazy to do anything else, I know that's right. <laughs> By the way, are you signed up for our email list? If you're not, please hit pause and head over to southernkitchen.com to sign up there will be delicious tried-and-true recipes sent directly to your inbox once you do that, plus many special offers on the products in our shop. So don't miss those discounts. Now, let's talk about stadiums and arenas for sports food. And being in Atlanta, I don't know if you could tell, but I've got on like a bootlegged, old-school Atlanta Hawks. People think it's the Thrashers, but uh, it's the Hawks, and I also have my little Braves Atlanta hat on here, if you could see me right now. I'm trying to represent, even though I don't know that our teams represent very much. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. I think that you know, coming starting from local charity begins at home. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is doing a really good job. Have you hung out over there, Brad?
2: I have been there a couple of times, okay. and their approach to food is changing the entire stadium game in this country. Oh. Their approach to food is refreshing; it is remarkable, and I applaud what they have done. I mean, they have taken, you know, usually if you go to a stadium, let's say you go to the Super Bowl or an NCAA championship game, wherever it is, doesn't matter where it is you're usually going to have to take out a loan to be able to afford food in that stadium. And Mercedes-Benz Stadium has taken that away. They've got affordable food. They've got good food. I think Mercedes-Benz Stadium, probably the best stadium for food in America right now. And, and I would agree
0: because I would say it sounds like we're being a little bit too lenient towards the home team, but the affordability was a major thing that I saw. And it was kind of like, wow, the beer wasn't over-the-top expensive for what you could get in a gas station for like 199 for a 16-ouncer. Right. But uh, then again, they have some really good and solid people who are here in uh, the state and outside of it preparing the food. Kevin Gillespie has his place in there. He has the, you know, not quite Chick-fil-A sandwich and all that stuff. Uh, what's it called? Closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kevin Gillespie. Trying to get sued, but maybe he won't be. He's big enough. Uh, have you been to Mercedes Benz? I have not been. You have not been? No. Okay. Um, I would say, again, we have Mercedes-Benz, SunTrust Park is also not too long ago. I feel like they are more of a destination than they are a place where you're going to really focus in on the food, which no problem with that. But I look at them and they both open around the same time. Mercedes-Benz seems to have an idea that, I think Sublime Donuts is there. Have Mm. you been to Sublime Donuts? I'm not. Oh my goodness! Have you been to Sublime Donuts? Yes. Okay, all right, yeah. Come
2: on, Brandon. We need to take you out there one mm-hmm. of these days. I mean, whatever, whatever we're doing after the Traffic's show, that might bad be fine. Right. We'll, we'll
0: bring something in here for you. But uh, who else does a good job, then? If Mercedes Benz is the, is right now the standard, mm-hmm. where else around the South or specifically Southeast, wherever you think, who does a good job? Boy, that's
2: state? that's a very good question. You know, Mercedes Benz in Atlanta has kind of been my home stadium for a while. It's mm-hmm. been where I gravitated to. Uh, Superdome in New Orleans is really good. Yes. I, I keep going back to Louisiana, I know, I'm sorry, but uh, they take food seriously down Thank there. And, and whether you're at a game, whether you're at a practice, wherever you are, if you're in Superdome, if you're next door at the arena there, they're going to have really good food and it's going to have a Louisiana flair and it's terrific. I would say the uh, Superdome in New Orleans, um, AT&T Stadium out in Dallas mm. does a really good job. I've been there once. Uh, it was really good and I I don't want to get off subject, No, but you mentioned SunTrust Park Yes, and you talked about the food in the stadium. I think the interesting thing about SunTrust Park is the food around the stadium. Mm-hmm. That they built a food culture around that stadium in the last two years that was never out there. It's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, that's Cumberland Parkway. If you're not familiar
0: with Atlanta, we have the 285 perimeter. It meets 75 as it's heading north and right up there. there were kind of more of a chain restaurant environment. So the battery is what that uh, whole district is called. And I know that uh, our man, Linton Hopkins, who started the Holman and Finch and the big crazy burger that took the nation by storm, he's got a steakhouse there called C. ellet okay. and it's very good. Um, you also have uh, Hugh Atchison, mm-hmm. who has, uh, he's partnered in uh, Punch Bowl Social. So, uh, and it's kind of like a
2: Dave and Buster's-ish kind of thing. Have you been over there yet? I have. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, have I been to a Dave and Busters or have I been to the Battery? Uh, well, the I, Battery. I've yeah. been to the Battery. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. phenomenal. Okay. It was phenomenal. You just go from one to the other. It's all. It's all right there by the stadium. It's family friendly. It's also, it, you know, late at night it can be you know young person friendly. So mm-hmm. it's it's a perfect environment and it's just brilliantly planned around that stadium. That's true. You
1: just got to deal with the traffic to get there. Yeah, you but you're going to deal that with that area. anyway in Atlanta. So. True. Mm-hmm. True. But that that one. Uh, entrance ramp. To, I don't remember if it's 75 or 285. That's like the scariest thing and I've ever because experienced. Because
0: it kind of like it does <laughs> a crisscross, like <laughs> and it's you're not really sure if you're going in the right direction. That like, is a little weird. And then
1: there's trucks everywhere, and yeah. I just don't like driving here, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah.
0: it could be a little yeah, tricky. Yeah, it's cool. Have you been to any uh, stadiums outside the South to watch mm-hmm. any kind of games? Where have you been?
1: Um, I have been to the Oakland A's Stadium. Ah, yes, you lived in Oakland, yes. right, correct? Yes, yes. It's dot Co. Alameda O-Co. County Stadium. Yes, uh, the, it is a piece of um, a word I cannot say on air.
0: Okay, all right, yeah. Hey. But at least, at least <laughs> it's, a, it's a nugget, we should call it. But then, they yeah. do have, you know, <laughs> they
1: have the classic giant hot dogs okay. and giant tall cans of beer that cost Twenty dollars or whatever, okay. um, so you can get one of those and a twenty-dollar hot dog, and you know, be happy with your life choices for a minute. Yeah. But at least the tickets to see the A's are not expensive.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, Jose Canseco, you know, probably mm-hmm. ruined it for everybody. <laughs> uh, curse of Jose. Yeah. Shout out to him. Huntsville had uh, he came from Huntsville, Alabama, not originally, you know but you know, what? he came through. The I got stars. a Jose Huntsville stars. Sh- this man over here knows sports. Yes. I got a
1: Jose Canseco uh, bobblehead doll at the a stadium once yeah that's and almost like how he really house, is like, a bobblehead
0: okay. yeah he's a, he's a good guy i was though. really
2: hoping we were going to talk about jose Conseco
0: today <laughs> yeah because you know we could uh he's he's good pickings off the bone you know we can always bite off of him um what about you like outside of the south you know because i feel like it's such a thing to where it's more based on nostalgia and you're just supposed to do it other than you were supposed to enjoy it so it seems like these days we are starting to take it more seriously, almost the same way we do airports, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things, if you're going to be there, instead of treating people like captive audiences, right. let's treat them something. Have you been to Yankee Stadium or any of those places? Or I've Davis? not, no. I don't
2: have the money you got, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've not been to Yankee Stadium, but I do want to speak on that as a whole. When you talk about, and Mercedes-Benz is kind of pioneering this. It's no longer about, hey, come watch the game. It's about fan experience and eating and food is a major, major part of that fan experience. Mercedes-Benz, like I said, is one of the pioneers here with making it very affordable and giving you every option under the sun. You're gonna see stadiums across the country where, hey, here's the ticket and here's what we got here for food. Here's what we got, the entire experience. Is being is shaping the building of these stadiums and even the ones that already exist, like Yankee Stadium. That experience is changing right now. That the experience around Wrigley Field is changing, and a Mercedes Benz by taking that food first approach is kind of helping to steer it in that direction.
0: It is, and uh, again, if you're going to be there, it just seemed the same way as that. We're missing out on a business opportunity by really encouraging people to eat before you come or eat afterwards, but is, block off this time because it's not going to be an
2: option for you. It's a big commitment to go somewhere for three and four hours at a time. It's yeah. a big commitment to go to a a Falcons game. Well, you go to a Falcons game, that's a six or seven hour commitment because mm-hmm. you got to deal with traffic going in, you got to deal with traffic coming out. You've already spent four or five hundred dollars on tickets, so they make the experience more palatable by giving you great food options on the cheap. I, I can't speak enough about it.
0: Yeah, do you have anywhere that uh, you were really impressed with in Mercedes Benz or just any kind of one of the stadiums?
2: Um, well, the uh, the press buffet was terrific. Ah, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, the, uh, the media buffet where you don't have to pay anything was probably my favorite spot in the entire stadium. Uh, and that's the same in every stadium across the country. <laughs> they always do it, a good job Mike, with that free Mike stuff. Mike
1: knows all about the
2: free food. I do. I mean,
0: uh, it's one of those things to where I feel like at this point, if I if I taste it and don't pay for it, I have a better idea of like what it really tastes like. Free food is It the doesn't best have food. that layer of money on top to kind of mess Correct. with the palate, you know what I mean? I
2: have no problem paying good money for really good food, uh-huh. but I am really excited about paying no money for really good food. Uh, free pizza
0: tastes better, doesn't it? Not? It does. Uh, one thing that I also think about when I'm at a game is, you know, what are the servings? Because again, you would see nachos, you would see hot dogs, you would see pizza, you would see all these things. But I've always thought if I'm gonna get hit over the head with a high price point for what I wanna eat, it's gonna be a chicken finger. It's gonna be something that's gonna hold me together for at least the next hour and a half as I drink these ice cold, you Mm -hmm. know, very, you know, mainstream beers. But I I go for the chicken fingers when I'm there. Do you all look for anything specific? Is it nachos? Hot, Hot dog. It's just hot dog. Okay, have you ever seen a hot dog be made?
1: Uh, no, but I don't. I don't get squeamish about stuff like that. I mean, I grind my own meat and make sausages all the time. So like,
0: uh, yeah, not to I brag mean,
1: it's or not, anything. No. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've actually made here hot here. dogs before. You did? I did. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> and really difficult.
0: Okay, wait. What was so bad about so, this?
1: So, so when you make like a, uh, like a. Uh, regular sausage you know or you when you look at it even you see like little bits of meat and little pockets of fat yep. and so basically when you make that all you're doing is you're grinding up meat and keeping it really cold and then you're stuffing it into a casing mm-hmm. and that's it and mm-hmm. it's not that hard to do to do properly but when you make a hot dog um, it's the same as like if you're gonna make um, bologna or mortadella or something like that it's an emulsified sausage so what that means is you have blended the fat into the meat and along with some water mm. um, kind of like imagine like making a mayonnaise but with meat a right? mayonnaise So you're with making meat, this um huh? emulsion is <laughs> yeah. what is it, what you're doing and in order to do that at home it's really really hard yeah um, to just keep everything at the right temperature and mix it properly so that it doesn't break and like ooze out water which happens all the time when you make it at home so and then you have delicious. to, you have to, to you. like get this paste into yeah. the casing which is mm. harder than like ground meat Mm. So, mm. anyways. Yum, yum, um, yum. Yeah. Now we're all really hungry, aren't we? I know. I can't
0: <laughs> wait for a mayonnaise Yeah, that sandwich. sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I have to ask one quick question. What was the casing you used?
1: Um, I used uh, pig intestines.
0: That's what I was going to say. I mean, that's usually, yeah. you know, not to surprise mm. anyone, but the hot dog wrapper isn't just hot dog wrapper. That's actually part. Yeah. And, you know, some people are like, I don't eat chitlins. Well, you yeah, eat do. hot dogs. But, so. like,
1: most uh the small hot dogs, like um, that you would buy, like a Hebrew National or whatever, yes. are more often made with lamb. Mm. or artificial casings but the, that'll get you the hot dog that's more like you know the tube the tube, really likes the narrow thing. tube um, the fatter ones like a, a bratwurst or something will be in pig
0: we have to get uh, Kate out here like she's saving <laughs> lives and making hot dogs at home anyway uh, I'm sure that Kate also uh, keeps the things clean when she's making these meat paste <laughs> uh, tubes and uh, that's what we bring back in Kohler At Kohler, you will find the super stylish Monte Carlo round bar sink by Callista, which features reflective, hand-hammered finish accents and copper construction for reliability and durability. Uh, Let's talk about one of these other uh, important parts of a sports event, and there are drinking games, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I'm very familiar with Flip Cup. Uh, I don't know why I'm familiar because you don't remember a lot after you play a lot of flip club But there are drinking games that you can play stuff according to you know what your team's doing Do you all have any you know drinking games that kind of work for some sports kind of stuff?
1: I'm blanking on the name of this game. My brother taught it to me and it's the worst game It's terrible, but it involves like you spin a quarter Mm -hmm. and you try not to let it hit um, the cancer on the table and then someone slams it down and it's it's really hard yeah I've seen this <laughs> i don't remember. Oh, no. oh, you spin it and then you try to like t- stop it standing up yep. and then if it falls over then you have to drink and then like once you finish your beer you can use it to like oh it's called landmines that's what it's called it's a terrible game i hate it but you remember <laughs> it, so but i this played
0: it we well we pay her in hot dogs so you know like right yeah. <laughs> meat paste yeah <laughs> absolutely do you have any uh, drinking games that kind of work good for uh, football? So I don't want to
2: order? come across as the most boring guy ever, uh-huh. and and I feel I feel bad coming unprepared on the drinking games thing. But I, to me, I, I never really played much drinking games. Okay. Uh, once the bottle was open and once the first uh, drink was out there, I was just I'm just gonna drink it. Yeah. Like you don't have to. I don't have to win or lose. I just want to drink it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I've never really uh, participated. It's been. It's been 15 years since I've been in college. And I know I played some drinking games back then, and I don't want to date myself with those horribly outdated drinking games that oh, we probably yeah. played back then. Uh, beer pong. Yeah, yeah, we played beer, beer pong. pong. We played stuff like that. We yeah. played, we played all that. But uh, as far as like current drinking games, I um, most of the drinks at my house are served in a sippy cup these days, mm-hmm. so not a lot of drinking games. All right. Well. Let me ask you this then, Uh,
0: looking at other sports besides just football and baseball, uh, talking about we just got finished with the Masters, and you know out there we of course have a mint julep and there's the big pimento cheese thing, but uh, what's kind of like, you know, if we're looking at specific types of going to this event, would you, you, first have you been to the Masters? I've never
2: been to the Masters. I was anticipating this, I'm excited about this, because I love pimento and cheese. Oh. I love it. I love pimento cheese so very much. I've never been to the Masters and had theirs. I've always heard it's delightful. I've no. heard it's terrific. Have, have you guys ever tasted it? I have not. I have but I to love pimento
1: cheese, too. It's like my favorite. It's southern one of thing my favorite things, universe.
2: yes. Yeah. 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 And it's
0: very inexpensive there, famously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Dollar know, you get me? the sandwich. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, wrapped very, no frills. Uh, it's just like pimento cheese sandwich. So they how good is, is it? To you. I'm not a big cheese-eating
2: guy, so, you Mike know. Mike has
1: these weird aversions to things like cheese and mayonnaise that are both delicious.
2: I understand the mayonnaise. I don't understand the cheese. Cheese is delightful. I, I, I thank God every day the cheese is in my life. Yeah. I. Um, well, okay, all right. So you haven't had master's pimento no. cheese. What's the best version of pimento cheese you've ever oh, had? Oh,
1: man. So this woman we met with the other day, she makes this stuff called Proper Pepper. In the tub, yes,
2: yes, yes. It yeah. is yeah.
1: so good. Yeah. She, she's from, I'm going to totally butcher this, she's from a town outside of Milledgeville. In Georgia, in yes. In Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it is, I I don't know what she does to it that makes it so delicious, but it is excellent it's definitely expensive pimento cheese for sure high-end pimento cheese and you can the design reflects it it's definitely like classy but otherwise just like i i mean i usually just make it at home and like don't pay attention to what i'm doing you know just kind of mix stuff together until it tastes good with you know i always put cream cheese in mine Mm. But
2: was that expensive pimento cheese from Milledgeville? Was that in this office? Because we, yes. we do work in the same there is, office. There's oh. actually some in the fridge. There's some in the fridge right now. Yes, there is. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm She's
0: good right. people. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was okay. turning on it, too, this, actually. Not this even has, has taken a turn for the better. <laughs>
1: It's right. in a square container, and you can tell when you look at it, you're like, that's it's the
2: one. It's in line. a square container. Uh-huh. Very nice packaging. Very yeah. nice. Very it, it is very pretty. It looks good. Yeah. When you eat pimento cheese, I'm sorry. No, I don't, get in right. yep. I'm sorry. In. Pimento sorry. cheese Welcome show. Welcome to more Cowbell. <laughs> okay, so my question is, when you eat pimento cheese, <laughs> uh, is, is your best presentation? Do you like to eat it on a sandwich? Do you like to eat crackers? How do you like to eat it? Uh, I like to eat it with crackers. So,
1: Triscuits, mm. celery sticks, or white bread. I wasn't ready for that. White okay. bread, yeah, just sandwich. Okay, sandwich. Or, or, or you
2: just put it on a bread and just, just yeah. eat it like toast. Or
1: Yeah. grilled cheese or something. Okay, But, yeah. but, mm. but celery sticks was how I like first learned how to eat Camino cheese. My grandmother would serve it with celery sticks. Um, so that's like my initial introduction, but I feel like Triscuits are my favorite cracker vessel for it.
2: Okay. I, I like saltine crackers. Saltine mm-hmm. crackers? Just straight are saltine deal. crackers, a dollar a sleeve, mm-hmm. just, just get in there. and. You know, pimento cheese is very cheap to make at home. Right. Very cheap to make at home and my mom used to make it every day for me when she would, uh, when she would leave me in my cage at home and she'd go to work. Yeah. So I would have pimento cheese, it was fantastic and I, I love talking about pimento cheese, sorry. <laughs> do you make it? I don't. I okay. don't. I've never made it myself. I make plenty of things, I cook at home, I do all that stuff for my wife. I've never made pimento cheese and I don't know why. Well, because you haven't been looking at
0: southernkitchen.com as we've much. We've got like five have, different recipes for it all. We do. Kate and <laughs> could tell you they are outstanding. These are people who take pimento cheese as seriously as you do. I do. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's kind of like, it's it's like that dating app Tinder, except mm-hmm. it's between you and your love for pimento cheese, and no one has to know what goes on between them. Uh,
2: <laughs> Why isn't there either. a Tinder for cheese? Uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, we've tried it, and some
0: things <laughs> oh, happened, right. so uh-huh. let's not go into it. It is a cheesy stuff. idea. This is <laughs> the, next,
1: the next big idea for Southern Kitchen. Don't now, tell Derek.
0: <laughs> I have a question about you know. So let's talk about the derby. Um, you know, you had a hot brown before.
2: I have had a hot brown. What would you think of that? Uh, it was good. It was okay. good. It was good. I don't know if I've, if there are different presentations of it. I don't know if there are different variations of it. But the one I had was just you know gravy on top of the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, it was good. It's not something that I would I would go out of my way to have. Not but but when you're when you're when you're there when you're somewhere when you're in Louisville stuff places like that, uh, it's it's good to try it one time. I you know it was good. Did you, have you been to the Derby? Uh-uh. Have you? But you have definitely made a hot brown. I've
1: definitely made hot brown dip. Okay. Like what we have on Wait, the Wait, what can a hot brown dip be? Okay, so we, we made this up this year. And it's basically, you make the cheese sauce gravy. First. In a pan. Mm-hmm. Then you mix in chopped up turkey. And then you put roasted tomatoes and um, bacon on top. And then you stick it under the broiler and serve it with bread,
2: toast. I feel like me and you two need
0: to hang out more. Uh, southernkitchen.com, Kate does not hold back any of her brilliance from what goes on that site. It is there. Brother, we can go there and we can find this Just, road together or you can go on your own.
2: We sit Maybe. two rows apart in yeah. here and we never hang out and I'm over here talking sports all day and you guys are over there cooking delicious food. What am I? What have I been missing in my life? We're you gotta food. start
1: coming to our parties too. Yeah,
0: that's really what you gotta do. We gotta we gotta do this more often too, because as we get into you know real like good weather and folks are gonna be outdoors doing all this stuff, I feel like there's an opportunity for us to be there to support you guys mm-hmm. with burgers and beer and everything. We didn't talk about
2: burgers either. Like, we haven't talked no. about burgers.
0: I mean, isn't that something? Like you know, burgers, burgers are like, something. Yes. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, burgers. We put a cheese on tap.
2: I have cheese. had a burger with pimento cheese on top. You can put pimento cheese on anything, but mm-hmm. pimento cheese on top of a burger is terrific. But yeah. it melts, doesn't it? It's kinda. Of no, like it cheese doesn't, it really, doesn't melt. really
1: melt. It kind of warms a little bit. But no. It
2: doesn't, it doesn't really melt. melt. It's thick enough to where it, mm-hmm. it stands up to the burger.
1: Yep. But it's you seems- still have to put your burger sauce on it too, in okay. addition to the pimento cheese.
0: But that would be a southernish way to kind of mm-hmm. like get your stuff going, is get your stuff. You could sure. put it on a hot time. dog. Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. We got to get this thing together. Kate is probably going to be adding uh, a <laughs> southern hot dog recipe uh, if uh, we can do anything about that. I think it's overdue. But um, so we're looking at So we got the hot brown. We've got the uh, master's pimento cheese. We've got burgers that kind of go anywhere. But again, it would probably be more baseball kind of environment than a football because you just don't know what's going on in a football game.
2: Well, I think in the tailgate, you, you see a lot of burgers. Yeah. You see a lot of burgers before the game. Now, at the game, again, um, you kind of grab what you can grab yeah. uh, during a football game, but I, I think burgers have a, a distinct place at any tailgate across the country and especially in the southern tailgates. Yeah, mm-hmm. Is there a tennis food? I know at Wimbledon, which yeah. is uh, in England, uh, I know they serve strawberries and cream. Now
1: They probably have Eton messes.
2: I have too. no idea what that means. I don't know if strawberries and cream is something different over there than it is over here, but that is their famous thing that they serve, so I don't really know. What, what it's all about. I
1: feel like tennis food has got to be daintier.
2: It's got to like, be. in cute. Finger foods. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't I feel like cucumber has to be involved. Yeah. Cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, uh, I'm I showing my bias against tennis. <laughs> I love tennis. <laughs> actually again,
0: I enjoy it's tennis right. as well. Yeah, this is beautiful to watch.
1: It's so hard. Have you ever tried to play tennis? It's very oh, yeah. hard.
0: You That's knock the ball so over hard. the gate every single time if you're me. Uh, or
1: you uh, just dang. don't hit the ball at all if you're did, me.
0: Did you call it the gate? Yeah, the the fence. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Not the not the original. Right, uh, not the net. net. (laughs) Right, you're talking about the The gate behind the player. All right. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's what's supposed to happen. So, uh, well. I would like to just say that, uh, in addition to all of these wonderful things that we're talking about, Brandon, which you have helped us to kind of get a better understand of what the culture is like out there, we also have this moment that we call the "bless your heart" moment. And you know, mm. in the South, "bless your heart" is, can mean
2: so many things. It's
0: not really a compliment. Right. It's to be kind of nice about it. So. I have a couple of things that I saw that were out there in terms of stadium foods. I saw spam grilled cheese, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that seems weird at Houston, the Astros. Uh, makes a lot of sense for what goes on with the Astros, but anyway, uh, burgerita. Have you ever had the burgerita?
2: I have never had the burgerita. I've never it? heard of the burgerita. In my mind, I immediately got a picture of it. I'm wondering if it's similar to what actually happened. So no, I'm, I'm curious as to what it is. is it, have you ever seen it?
1: No, but okay. does it have pizza as the buns?
2: It is a pizza as the bun
0: on both sides. It has a pepperoni, and so you get the cheese, there's the crust, and in between there is a huge patty of meat. And it is a large pizza. It's like is like it a full,
1: it. like full pizza? It is. So, uh,
0: we have people high five. You, like, you
1: shouldn't. You shouldn't
0: <laughs> eat it, but people do eat it. You cut it like a pie and you get little bits of it, and so it's like a triangular shaped thing. And when you look at it, it's kinda like, I'm gonna die very soon after I eat this. But it's very popular when the Braves used to be at Turner Field. They had it there when they moved over to SunTrust Park. They continued the Bergerica. Uh I would say, you know, try it. You only live once. But that really might be the end.
2: So I don't okay. know what my reaction is supposed to be here. But yeah. as somebody who is 80 pounds over where he should be, I, I would like to try the Would Bergerica. you really? Good. Yes. That's what I wanted to know. I, maybe I, I would only try it once. But I would try the hell out of the burger Bergerica. Excuse me. Well, I almost I said guess. burgerita, which is another idea maybe we burger- ah, Margarita Ooh. burger flavor yeah like do we have some burger tincture that would be awesome just saying burger well, awesome. flavored
1: margarita or margarita flavored burger
2: burger flavored margarita or, or a margarito just with a burger, burger on, on top of it but a little maybe garnish it's like a little burger sort of garnish. like a
1: bloody mary margarita right so it has like the t-
2: I could have a little Same tomato
0: juice, flavor, yeah. Tomato. And mm-hmm. some soy sauce or some whatever. You guys figure that out. <laughs> hey. But I will I will
2: definitely try whatever you come up with.
0: Uh, well then bless your heart, then Brandon. Bless <laughs> my heart. Bless, yeah, like you're gonna need it eating these burger-flavored margaritas and margarita-flavored burgers. But we're gonna pray for you and you're gonna be all right. Thank you very much. Now, that will do it for us today on Sunday Supper this week. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out with feedback at editor at southernkitchen.com. And also please hit subscribe at Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And please hit the like button so that you can keep up with us on Facebook. Until next time, I am still Mike Jordan.
1: I'm still Kate Williams.
0: Brandon Walker. Brandon Walker. And as we always ask you to remember, don't hate the player or the game. Hate the overpriced stadium food.